0: Okay, for the past several weeks, we've been in a series called The Ultimate Connection. If I get that series slide up there, Tobin. Life together with Christ in the center. And it's reflective of a couple things. One is is that um, because of the work, right, of Jesus Christ, because of his life, his death, and resurrection, we have been connected, right, with the life of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We've been joined in that, and so we are co-heirs with Christ, the Bible says, right? But not only that, but we've been connected to one another in the body of Christ. There's a deep spiritual connection that happens so that It's not just by affiliation or association. In other words, not just because we go to the same church, not because we just uh, happen to have the same religion, but there's a spiritual connection that happens because God says he places us in his family, right? And there's a spiritual thing that happens where the Holy Spirit brings unity and as we started this series, Pastor Todd, he, he brought up a, a very beautiful topic. You may remember at one point Paul in uh, Corinthians, I believe it is. hope I got that right. But anyway, he laments about his weaknesses. But that what he realizes is that in the midst of his weaknesses is when the grace of God shows through. Right? It's in the, it's in the weaknesses that grace, God's grace becomes evident and God receives the glory. Now, I've noticed, and I, you know, I would do this exact same thing, but when people go to look for a church, right, they want to belong to a church, they don't think, you know what, I want to go to a church where it's going to be evident that God's grace is going to shine through. So I want to go to a very imperfect church. Don't have the programs I want, the preaching's bad, whatever it might be, right? But the reality is, if you remember Todd's first message, that what we what we long and desire for is perfect community maybe that perfect church where everything just goes great but what god wants to do is in our imperfections when we come together and he unites us as one and we learn to forbear we learn just to, to forgive we learn to pray together that the grace of god becomes evident right through our imperfections we are a church full of imperfect people who, when we allow the grace of God to work in us, and we um, lean into the truth of the identity and reality of us together, then God's grace can be revealed. So we've been talking about different aspects of that ultimate connection. And this morning, I'm very excited because Heather, Pastor Heather Smith is going to be sharing with us this morning. Heather, you can come up here. Now, when people describe me, Heather, I want you to know no one ever says, you know, Tyler, the thing about his, he's very affectionate. No one ever says that about me. But I want to tell you something about Heather. And I've told you this before. I said, Heather, when I just saw you just now, I got a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. There's a few people I say that to. You're one of them. I so appreciate you. And Heather has been serving um, for years around our state. She just uh, recently was an interim pastor at the Village Church. McCoryak. McCoryak, okay, and has been serving around our state. She's been serving us here in the area of prayer ministry, teaching healing prayer classes as well as conducting healing prayer sessions, which you've done for me before, which I really appreciate. So with your experience and uh, in prayer and stuff, it's great to have you come and speak to us today. So thank you very much. I'm going to grab the podium for you. Thank
1: you. Yes. Alright, he says I'm on, I trust him. <laughs> I trust the Lord more, but. <laughs> Alright, and I'm not used to the, all these attachments and wires coming, so uh, I ask for grace. I'm going to start Most of you know who I am, but I see a few new faces. And so to give you an introduction, I am a pastor here at Community Covenant, but very seldom appear behind the pulpit. Um, I am a widow, mother of three grown sons, seven grandchildren, all in the Anchorage area, Before I came to Alaska in 1961, I came on a visit, I was an RN, found the love of my life and have been here ever since, Uh, working in the medical profession for 37 years in Anchorage before I went into ministry. Something I want you to know about me is I've always had a passion for prayer and a passion for Jesus. But prayer has always attracted me. So when Todd said, "Heather, would you be able to pray on? Or would you be able to preach on this Sunday on prayer?" Da. I said, yes, that is certainly something I could do. What scriptures do you want me to use? And he said, I don't care what scriptures, just tell us all about prayer. So it's an open door here this morning, and I do thank you for listening. And would you pray with me now for this message that I believe the Lord has given? So, Father God, I come before you. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. I thank you for your love that you pour down upon us all. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable to you, Lord Jesus. That ears will hear and hearts will be changed. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and God's Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Tiger alluded to the fact that I've, I've been in the villages. And when, when I go to the villages, I love to minister to everyone, but especially the little kids. And they say, so what is this prayer stuff you're talking about, Pastor Heather? And this is the simple answer that I give them. I'm giving it to you, not that your children... But we're all children of the king. So prayer is just a two-way conversation between you and the Lord. We ask, we pray, we seek, and then we listen. And we always sometimes forget about the listening part. The kids seem to get it sometimes faster than we do. There are many forms of prayer And I'm sure most of you know some of them. But we are all called to be persistent in prayer and not to give up. And listen for God's direction. God's way is perfect. It's not God bless my plans. Though we tend to do that sometimes but it's, God, what is your will? Your will is perfect. Prayer is the most powerful. I want you to hear this. Prayer is the most powerful weapon we have against the enemy. There's a book I read many years ago. It's called Prayer is the Mightiest Force in the World by Frank Laubach. It's not being published now, but I read it over and over again. Almost every year, I reread parts of it to emphasize the fact that God is hearing. The devil shakes when we pray from our hearts and call out to the Lord. And another thing that I'm sometimes thinking we forget, he shakes when we worship God in abandonment. That means worship and praise and just let it flow. And it pushes back the darkness and allows God to bring in his light. Prayer is not just an exercise. It's not just a word. It is a way of life. The scripture focus that we're going to start with is in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. And it reads like this. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstance. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The scripture is short. That's why I wanted to read it myself because it's short, it's simple. Yet why do we find this scripture so hard to follow? The only way to follow this is to totally surrender to God and say, not my will, Lord, but yours. We must focus on Jesus. And I'm going to unpack this short scripture just a little bit so you can see how important it is. Be joyful always. We realize that the omnipotent God is constantly with us. And we can put all troubling circumstances in their proper place when God we know is with us. It is under his authority and under the blood of Jesus that we have to function. And when we are there, the incomparable joy of being with Jesus in his companionship, even in difficulties and even in our sufferings, we can have joy. The next is pray with, pray continually or pray without ceasing. We all know that it's important to have our quiet time, have our prayer time set aside each day to come before the Lord with our praises, with our thanks, with our requests. But friends, there's more. This is an ongoing attitude of prayer, not just 10 minutes in the morning. It's an ongoing attitude of prayer, like a continual conversation with Jesus. It's not always verbal. Sometimes it's in your head. Some people would call it intercession. But when we are in God's presence and Constantly in prayer, leading and leaning into him. When we have big decisions in the day, we're already there. And he's already there. And we just need to give it to him quickly. Our, third, our thoughts will, will turn quickly to the Lord when we are in his presence. Constantly. The next part is give thanks in everything. Again, if our minds are set on Christ, we will be able to thank him regardless of the situation. That's because we know he's with us in the good times and in the hard times. And he will work out everything For our good. If not here. Then in heaven on the other side. When we begin. Each day with God's word. We are reminded. Of his instructions. His promises. And his care over us. Again. We have to remember. It's not our will. But his And then the last is, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Remember in the Lord's Prayer, we remember as, as Jesus is teaching, He includes thy will be done, Lord, as it, on earth as it is in heaven. And we reflect on many times we read about Jesus going to the Father for direction, for his encouragement. Over and over and over, he went to the Father and he listened to what the Father told him. Jesus did only what the Father instructed him to do. I ask you, Should we be any different? I want to ask you to picture this, if you will, um, to give you an idea of the importance of prayer. If you think of prayer as the breath in your lungs and when you breathe in, You're breathing in prayer. If you think of prayer as the blood that flows through your body, into your heart. Now we're not always thinking about breathing in, and we're not always thinking about the blood flowing through our bodies. But Jesus is keeping us in. Prayer, and he is the intercessor for us at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. That is the kind of prayer that I'm talking about. Continual prayer. Jesus is the perfect intercessor for us. Unceasing prayer is sort of like child-like prayer, but like I like to teach in the villages. It's the kind of prayer that's in your heart, circling in your body all the time. And knowing that God is with you. Not just when you cry out to him, but God is with you all the time. Now, if you've been coming here to Community Covenant any length, you've heard about all kinds of prayer. Right now, I've just been focusing on intercession. But there's meditation, there's praise and worship, listening prayer, on and on we can go. But healing prayer is something that you hear about quite a bit. Healing of our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. I believe you've probably heard about this a little bit. God is working in us and for a little bit about me i've been in healing prayer for over 30 years maybe closer to 40 uh, i've had an opportunity to witness to amazing healing miracles in folks lives through prayer some of the most remarkable amazing miraculous ones I've seen in third world countries, in Africa, in Mexico, in Europe. Maybe that's because there's more need. Maybe they have less medical supplies. Or maybe um, it's because we are not yet comfortable to share what God's done in our lives. If you just, we have witnessed many miracles here in Community Covenant. If you take just a minute and look around you, right now, turn your head, look around. You probably have a miracle sitting right next to you, but yet we don't know it because we haven't heard it. Sometimes... Sometimes we pray for a damaged body part or a diseased body. But instead, we see a marriage healed or a family coming to Christ. It's the same miracle, but God answered it differently. I want to tell you for sure that the first miracle I've ever witnessed is salvation. Giving someone, giving their lives to Christ, walking out of the darkness and into the light. That, folks, is a miracle. We don't always recognize it, but it is a miracle. When we remember that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing when one person turns their life over to Jesus, that is a miracle. We, rec- we encourage you to receive prayer, go back to the cross or in your home groups or in your classes or walking down the hall, or sitting in your seats. As long as you're having some sort of interaction with the Lord Jesus Christ, there's not one way, there are many ways. I just had a, yesterday, a young man come to Christ at Collades drinking coffee. That was a miracle. I have a word of testimony from a friend of mine. I don't want to slip off here. Who's given me permission to share this? A doctor friend of mine, actually. I knew him quite well. He was in a very profitable practice. And he decided to leave medicine to become a pastor. He said, Heather, you know, I'm often asked by other doctors. Aren't you sometimes sorry you left your profitable practice where you saw men's body being healed just to become a pastor and he shared this with me, and he said a big, a big, loud no. He said, all the patients that I used to treat died one day. Not that he was a bad doctor, but they died. And his words are like this. The patients I used to treat. Died sooner or later. But the people that I now give this medicine to, I offer and they take, never die. The cure is permanent, he said, and it gives eternal life. Friends, salvation is the first step to healing. There's much more God wants to give us. But this doctor now is with Jesus. But he he focused on that eternal life. So Jesus invites us to come. Hear these words of scripture out of Matthew. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, and I'm sure you're very familiar with it. He says, come unto me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Prayer is to be life to our body and spirit. I refer to this prayer bracelet. Many of you have it. This was a gift from Mike and Corey Alberts several years ago, and I've duplicated and passed it out in many villages and around this congregation. It's very simple. Prayer is love at war. And friends, we, on the other side, said, We are in the army of love. It's God's love that's going to make a difference. And I think we know it. God always answers prayer. He always hears our prayer. He does not desert us. He does not ignore us. Sometimes he answers yes. And sometimes he answers no. And sometimes he answers wait. And sometimes he answers not yet. But he always answers. But in the best way, his way, not always the way we pray. Sometimes the immediate results are not what we want. But it, God's will is the one that is important. Sometimes um, we have to trust Not my will, but yours, Lord. And the final outcome is in God's hands. And we may see God's plan unfold in the fullness of time, and we may not. But do we trust him? Do we have the faith to trust him? I pray we do. There was a proverb, I don't know if I had it on the screen, but Proverbs 16 ministered to me when it, I think it's one through three, we can make our own plans, it says, but the final outcome is in God's hands. God is God, and it is he who is in charge. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 reminds us, God saying, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. We heard Pastor Todd a couple weeks ago preaching out of John 17. I want to look again at those verses, a few of them anyhow, and remind you about John 17, Speaking of perfect unity, as Jesus is praying for all believers, and that's you, and that's me. John 17, 20 to 23 says, Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in my, in me through this, their message that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity, to let the world know that you sent me. And I have loved them even as you have loved me. That last part of that verse just ministers to my spirit. It fills me up because in its saying that they have loved them even as you have loved me. Friends, the Father loves us just as he loved Jesus. Isn't that an awesome thought? Digest that for a minute. I want to talk about Community Covenant for a few minutes. It's imperative that we pray for one another. It's not possible for one person or one church to grow or thrive by themselves. We may think it is, but it is not. We all need support, encouragement, and wisdom of other Christians in order to learn to grow in faith and to survive. Now some of us think I can do this alone. I tell you folks, that's not true. When we have struggles, whatever they are, it's helpful to know that other people are praying for our needs or for what we don't even know we need. Similarly, we should be able to pray for others and give them encouragement. In prayer, we are stronger and better together. Not by ourselves. There are times when we are pulled away with Jesus and have quiet, intimate times, but as a community of believers, we are stronger in prayer together. I want to stretch you a little bit more, if you will. It's rather easy to pray for someone in your church who has a need. Lay hands and pray. We Teach this all the time in a healing prayer class. But how do we pray for the entire body of church? I'm talking about the big C church, I'm talking about the church universal throughout the world. We're starting to pay attention. We have Highlights in our bulletin about what's going on in the world. But Jesus is very much involved and interested in what we're doing here, but what we're doing throughout the world. Matthew 16, 8. Jesus is saying to Peter, I will build my church on this rock, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. He's not talking about this church. He's talking about his church, universal, across the world. God, the Holy Spirit is in God's churches around the world. Whether it's a hut in Africa, whether it's a shanty in South America, or a, a cathedral in Europe. They're all God's churches. And they're all important for our Lord. It's not the brick and the mortar. We see still some cracks from the earthquake. But it's not the brick and the mortar that makes the church strong. And I say this with See, It's the power of prayer. And the Holy Spirit, that's what makes the church strong. And God loves all of his children, and he loves all of his churches. Not one is better or lesser than the other. But when we pray together in unity, we join across the world to do the work of Christ in his church. We are stronger together here at Community Covenant when we pray, and we are stronger together across the world when we pray with brothers and sisters across the world. If you know me for any length of time, you know I usually have you put on your armor. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. But today I want to accentuate this last one in Ephesians six eighteen. This is God's word for us. And pray in the spirit on all occasions, all kinds of prayers and requests, and this is Keeping this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the saints, the ones you know and the ones you don't know. We are fighting a a battle with God's love, just like this little bracelet says. We are fighting a fight of faith to give God's love to each and every person that we meet. 1 Peter 5.9 says, We are to resist the devil, stand firm in your faith, because you know that your family of believers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering that we are. Jesus Christ is the head of his church, and don't get that confused. Jesus Christ is the head of his church, and he is the builder. And he calls us to assist by serving and cooperating with each other and being united in prayer here the Community Covenant and throughout the world. I'm going to stop there as the prayer team and praise team and worship team comes forward. I want to give you a message that I'm reminded in healing prayer that salvation is the first miracle. It's the miracle that Jesus offers first. And then there's much more. But to come to Jesus, surrender your life to him and let him take over is a miracle coming from darkness to light. Maybe you know someone who's struggling right now. Pray that they would take that, that miracle. We know John fourteen six. They all know it in the villages. We all know it here. We learn it when we're little. But do we understand what it says? Jesus' disciples were asking, how do we get to where you're going, Jesus, as he was getting ready to leave? And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So I give you that challenge today. If you've never taken that first step or if you've been away for a while, come to the Father. Come to Jesus. The prayer teams would love to pray for you. You can sit right there in your chair. Maybe you've been thinking, I want to do this someday. Let this be the day that you come to Jesus. If you make that commitment, I encourage you to tell someone because we're all in this together.